0: About uh, 30 years ago or something like that, uh, our pastor, Brother Don, introduced a poem to me, to us, and I look at it uh, occasionally. I've had carried my Bible for about 30 years and we've talked about it before and then I realized some people uh, have never heard this and uh, I thought that it would be good to, to look at that once again. And uh, the title is uh, The Weaver, and poems is good, and Betty gave me a whole bunch of poems one time, and I appreciate that, uh, Sister Betty, uh, a whole bunch of poems, and poems are, are, are really good whenever they're speaking the truth and everything. And uh, so as we look at this, we certainly want to back it up with scriptures. As I told Brother Buddy many times we'll be looking at different things. And I'll say, well, we, well, we back it up by scriptures. you know." So, so let me read the poem. And uh, it was introduced, and I don't know every scripture that uh, Brother Don brought, but it's a, a blessing as we uh, read this poem and then back it up with scripture and realize this is true. So it says, My life is but a weaving between my Lord and me. I cannot choose the collars, he worketh steadily. Oftentimes times he weaveth sorrow, and I in foolish pride. Forget he sees the upper, and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent, and the shuttles cease to fly, Shall God unroll the canvas and explain the reason why? The dark threads are needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. And if you've ever looked at a a true uh, weaving, nowadays most things are generated by computer machine, but uh, I remember I borrowed one from the uh, Grandview Inn down there many years ago. In the back of it you can see... Uh, that side of it, it just, you couldn't even recognize what the weaving was from looking at it from the back side. The front of it was, was a beautiful uh, picture and you could see what it was, the back side, just all these threads and everything and, and you really couldn't tell what it was from the back side, couldn't understand what it was. So that's what the poem is, is saying. It says, my life is but a weaving and your life is but a weaving. Between my Lord and me. Between your Lord and you. Life is but a a weaving. So there's some type of connection between the weaver and that which is woven. Some kind of connection between the weaver and you. But what kind of connection is it? There was a... uh, It didn't last too long, but there were bumper stickers several years ago, it says, God is my co-pilot. And thinking that that's a good thing, thinking that that's giving God honor and glory. And then somebody says, if God is your co-pilot, you're in the wrong seat. So, um, that's saying that that God's my co-pilot, I'm in control of everything, but if something goes wrong, then you know, he's there to kick in. That's kind of what that's saying. But the weaver, what, what's that saying? So there's some type of connection between the weaver and you, between the weaver and I. So, again, I, I think it's a very well-written poem. I think we can back it up by scriptures. But it's obvious, who's the weaver? And that's God. He's the weaver. Then, according to the poem, and we'll see according to the scriptures, do we choose the threads? Do we choose the collars? Do we choose the pattern in that weaving? And according to the poem, and we'll back it up by scriptures, no, we don't. We're not free moral agents down here. choosing these things, it is God that is the, is the weaver. And the poem even says, I cannot choose the collars, he worketh steadily. Well, is the poet, and I, I don't know who the author of that poem was, actually. But uh, is, that, is that true? I cannot choose the collars, he worketh steadily. Most of the religious world will not say that's true. We're free more agents. And we are choosing the collars, the direction, because we're free more agents. But the poem says, I cannot choose the collars. He worketh steadily. So is that true? And my first scripture to go to is Isaiah chapter 46. And again, I don't remember every uh, scripture that Brother Don used as he talked about this and more than one time, and certainly we're blessed by his teaching on this. Isaiah 46, so to answer the question, are we choosing the colors, are we choosing the pattern? As the poem states... Or as the world states, are we choosing the colors and we choosing the pattern and God watches to see what we're going to weave? So Isaiah 46, very familiar scripture, and I'll read verse 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. So God is going to tell us something about himself and What he's going to tell us is something that will fit nothing or no one else. It's specifically about him. So he says, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So the poem tells us that we don't choose the collars or the pattern, And that's exactly what this is telling us. That he declares the end from the beginning. From ancient times, things that are not yet done. Is tomorrow done? Tomorrow is not done. This afternoon is not done. But it's already declared by God. Can we change what God has declared? I I shared with you before, I had a conversation with the individual, and... and, uh, he was talking about foreknowledge. And uh, that's how God chooses. He looks down through time to see what you will do. And uh, makes his decision based on that. And I said, well, I realize God is, does have foreknowledge. And the reason he has is because he declared all things. I said, but even with your doctrine, that God looks down through time to see what you're going to do, even with that, Are you at freedom to change what God has seen? And I use a simple illustration, which he ended up getting upset at. I said, you you said you was going to Ironton after uh, our conversation. If God sees you uh, going to Ironton, he looked down through time and saw you ordering a Pepsi with your lunch. Can you order milk? And uh, he kind of danced around the question, and I kept bringing him back to it. And finally, he said, well, forget about what I'm going to have for lunch. And he went away and was very upset. So even foreknowledge still doesn't make us free more agents. And if God doesn't look down through time to see. God knows all things. He knew all of his work from the beginning. So same way with this. Declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient time, things that have not yet come to pass. Saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So from that would tell us that what's in this poem is true. That we don't choose the colors. The dark threads are needful as the threads of gold and silver, and we don't choose those colors. So that's what it tells us, backs it up in Isaiah, but in Jeremiah, we can see it in Jeremiah's life, in Jeremiah chapter 1, that it's it's God and this weaving. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, he tells Jeremiah and tells us Before I form thee in the womb. I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So before Jeremiah was ever born, God had already ordained him to be a prophet to the nations, already had this pattern, already had this weaving. Could Jeremiah change that by his free will or whatever? Could he change that? And and I like to say, well, what if Jeremiah didn't want to do that? Well, he didn't want to do that. He says, Lord, I, I can't do that. I, I'm I'm but a child. So it wasn't Jeremiah's choice to do this. This was God weaving that pattern for Jeremiah. Think of Saul Tarsius. Think of his pattern. Think of the what was woven into his life. Had a good life, so to speak earthly, physically. He was a Pharisee. He was well-educated, well-thought-of. He could go and get authority from the high priest to do these things, and, and in his natural life, had a made. Did he choose the dark threads that turned his life around? It was God, and well, we won't go read it, but in Acts 9 chapter is a very good description of that, where God struck him down, blinded him. And he says, I'll show him what great things he's going to suffer on my account. Paul didn't choose those things. God chose him. God wove his pattern into his life. So things that may look like dark threads, blinded, and so forth, and we don't know by his eyesight after that and other things, We know the the sufferings and the shipwrecks and the beating and all those things that he had. We know those, but those dark threads, when we see the upper side. And, of course, Paul, we we can read about it. But the dark threads are just as important as the other. Exodus chapter 4, as we look at Moses for a moment. Moses uh, was used by God for many things, writing the first five books of the Bible. Was this Moses' plan to lead Israel and so forth? Exodus chapter 4 and uh, verse 10. And Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech, and I have a slow tongue. Was Moses looking to be this great spokesman that he was? And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or seeing the bl- or seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will tell, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. So same with Moses here. This wasn't Moses' choice to, to do this. It was God had chosen him. And, of course, Aaron was going to be his mouthpiece and so forth. But this wasn't Moses choosing these collars, wasn't choosing this path. It was God, as the poem said. John chapter 15, the Gospel of John chapter 15. And all this is backing up what the beautiful poem is teaching us. And a very familiar scripture to you as well. And I thank God that it is familiar to you because it's not familiar to a lot of people. John 15 and 16. How well, how how much clearer could this be? And I'm not a big fan of the red letter versions of the Bible, but if it is, this is, if you have one, this is the red letter. This is the Lord speaking. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you shall ask in the Father's name, uh, Of the father in my name he may give it to you said you haven't chosen me you haven't woven that pattern you haven't put the dark threads or the light threads in there but he says I've chosen you so as the religious world looks at us as free moral agents yeah they might not like the poem the weaver but neither do they like the scriptures that back it up actually and I'll go to one they really don't like. And you're familiar with it as well. Ephesians chapter 1. A scripture that is literally hated by the religious world. Why? Because it takes, it takes us out of the equation as far as any honor and glory. Uh, and gives it all to the Lord. And as far as the weaver, it certainly upholds the weaver poem. Ephesians 1 and 4, and you can all quote it. And again, I thank God for that because many people don't know it's in the Bible and those that do, many of those that do hate it. Ephesians 1 and 4. According as he, that's God, has chosen us, that's his elect, In him, that's Jesus Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him and love. How will these that speaking of be presented? They'll be presented holy without blame. Because they chose the, the, the path, the pattern, the colors? No, because of what Jesus Christ did. God chose his elect in Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world. So how can we choose a pattern? How can we choose colors that God has already declared from the foundation of the world? And this should bring us comfort. Go to Jeremiah again, chapter 10. Jeremiah 10. Just another scripture that glorifies God what happened to back up this poem, and certainly whoever wrote this poem, uh, and I should try to research that sometime, uh, certainly they believed this. Jeremiah 10 and 23. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Well, who directs the steps? Who picked the pattern? Who weaves the pattern? Not the free moral agents of us, but of God. So my life is a weaving. Your life is a weaving between the Lord and you. But what's our involvement? There's an involvement there. There's some kind of a connection. There's involvement. My life is but a weaving, according to the poem, my life is but a weaving between my Lord and me. And so there's a connection. But what is a connection? Clearly, it's not us weaving. Clearly, it's not us choosing the dark threads and the light threads and the threads of gold and silver. Clearly, that's not. Uh, our involvement, clearly that's not uh, our part of it. So what is it? I've said it many times. We're on the receiving end of God's grace and mercy. That's our part. On the receiving end, that's our part. On the receiving end of God's grace and mercy. So in that poem, uh, read the last part of it again. It says, times he weaveth sorrow, and I am foolish pride. Forget he sees the upper, and I the underside. So if you take one of these weavings and look at the backside of it, again, you can't even tell what the pattern is, all these black, all these different colored threads and things. But the upper side is this beautiful picture. So oft times he weaveth sorrow, and I am foolish pride. Forget he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly shall God unroll the canvas and explain the reason why. Many times on the earth we don't, we don't understand. One day we will. The dark threads are as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. We don't like those dark threads. Don't like those valleys. Mort sings about the valleys. Thank you for the valleys. And, and I don't know about you. While I'm in the valley, it's hard for me to, to thank him for the valley. As we go up and then you see the valley. Oh, Lord, thank you for that valley. Thank you for that dark thread. We may not always see on the earth. Sometimes he may reveal it to us. So these dark threads, these valleys... Genesis chapter 37. 37. So here's... We're going to read an account or a piece of history here that there's a lot of dark threads on... A couple sides. Are they? We're going to see that they're they're needful as well. So Genesis thirty-seven and verse three. Now Israel loved Joseph or Jacob. You know, he changed Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel. We may talk about that sometime. But now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. So here we see Jacob or Israel and his son Joseph. And he loved Joseph. And you've all heard the stories about the coat of many collars. So then Joseph had a dream and we'll go in verse 5 and Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren and they hated him yet more. So do you think this dream was an accident? My little niece several years ago she corrected me real quick on accident. She had, hadn't come to services that often but I was telling her about uh, some flashing lights, and there must have been an accident up there. And after church, now, Uncle Ronnie, you know there's no such thing as an accident. I said, you're right. You're right. She had heard that from me, but then she was correcting me. So was it an accident that Joseph had this dream? Six, and he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, there was binding. Sheath. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance unto my sheaf. And his brother said unto them, "Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us?" And they hated him yet the more for his dreams. For his words. So. Was the dream an accident? Or was this. Of course it caused. The, his brethren to hate him even more. Was that dark thread an accident? Or did. Did somebody choose that thread? And we know somebody chose that thread. It was already predetermined. that Israel was going to end up down in Egypt. And be in slavery all these years. That had already been uh, uh, revealed to Abraham. So, so here this is. So then, uh, and, and you know the account. Joseph was his brother is was going to kill him. And then they said, well, we can profit from him. So they sold him into slavery. Dark thread. Did Joseph choose it? Did his brothers choose it? And we're going to see, no, even his brothers didn't choose it. And so dark thread for Joseph, and then they took that coat of many collars, and they killed an animal, and they put blood on. It. Took it back to his father, said some beast must have got him, killed him. Dark thread in uh, his father's life, suffering, thinking that his son was killed, son that he loved. So then, when you follow Joseph, gone down and, and put into prison. Dark threads. Chosen by Joseph. Patterned and chosen by God. And then, you know, there was the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. Accident? Or... Were these threads? I, I suppose we'd look at the threads of the uh, seven years of plenty as gold and silver. Boy, they—they they just the crops brought forth plenty. But then there was seven years of famine and drought. Certainly, we would look at those as dark threads. Were they needful? Did Joseph choose them? Genesis chapter forty-five. Was it an accident, or was it maybe it was because of <laughs> a little sarcasm here? Maybe it's because of those automobiles they had, and uh, it changed the climate and they had the uh all these years of famine in and drought. maybe that's what it was, a little bit of sarcasm there but so uh, so what was it genesis forty five and uh So this is when, it would be nice, if you have a chance to read this account uh, this week, but this is when Joseph revealed to his brethren that he knew who they were. And he basically, he had authority at that time, he was second in control of Pharaoh, and he had authority, he could have had their heads cut off. And he hadn't forgotten what happened. But what did he say in verse 5 to them? Uh, Well, let's read verse 4-2. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Dark threads? You bet it was. Verse 5, Therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me here. For God did send me before you to preserve life. So he says, it really wasn't you. It was God that sent me before. If you want to call it dark threads, it was God that brought these dark threads in Joseph's life. And even in the seven years of famine. We know Israel was saved through this, but this famine, think of all the other people that may have died in this famine. And then verse 6, well, I'm going to read verse 5 again. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me here. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall neither be plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So it was not you that sent me here, but God. So, the dark threads, and, and I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't label that dark threads, what happened to Joseph. And, and even his father, thinking he was dead all these years. Dark threads in his father's life. It doesn't tell us much about that period, about the father. It focuses more on, on Jacob, or on uh, Joseph. But it tells us, you know, the, the brethren, he says, It wasn't you that put these dark threads. It was God. And they're just as important as the threads of gold and silver. Again, the whole nation of Israel was saved through this. All part of God's plan from when? Last minute when we saw the climate change because... I I need to quit saying that, don't I? It was God's plan from the beginning. It had already already been revealed to Abraham that his people would go down to Egypt, would be in bondage for over 400 years. This is part of God's pattern, weaving this in there. Did, they, did Joseph understand it uh, while he was in prison? I don't know. So, but nevertheless, whether well, they understood at that time, but later, certainly they understood because it saved the nation of Israel. Then it was understood. Maybe not understood in the beginning. And and Genesis chapter 50 tells us the same uh, thing. Uh, Genesis 50 and verse 18. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are thy servants, as the dream revealed And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. What he meant here, he had the authority to have their heads cut off. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly unto them. So what he says, it wasn't wasn't really you. Yeah, God used you as a tool to bring this to pass, but it wasn't really them. They didn't choose the threads. It was God that chose the threads, both the gold and silver and the dark threads. Isaiah... 45 and verse 7. Uh, Most of you uh, can quote that as well. I like uh, looking at it. Isaiah 45 and 7. And, well, let's go back to 5. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Again, he's going to give another description of himself that will not fit anyone else. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. And now he gives a description of himself. I formed the light. I create darkness. There, there's your threads, isn't it? The light threads and the dark threads. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So as we look at, and that fits so well with, with the account of Joseph. We see the light and the dark. And we see the importance of both of them. But this is God. Man... See, if we give these attributes to man, we're making man a God, lifting man up as God. And then we'll close a couple minutes in the book of Job. book of Job. And uh, certainly a good example of the light threads and the dark threads. And knowing who's in control. Job, uh, well, we know Satan was used here. Verse, uh, well, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, From where comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Well, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one who feareth God and shuneth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God? For nothing and for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side, that thou blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land? But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he'll curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And we know what happened. Just, they were almost standing in line telling Job this dark threads. All of his livestock, his cattle and his sheep and everything, they were all overtaken. His land was all taken away and then his children were all killed dark threads accident dark threads yes accident no accident there is no such thing as an accident it's all part of god's plan that he ordained from the beginning so but then so we we see these dark threads and if you try to put yourself in his place for a moment Dark thread. And we don't have a time. I I don't believe there's any way we can trace the time that Job was going through this. There may be. I'm not aware of it. But he said in verse 21, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he didn't say the Lord gave and Satan took away. Now, Satan was a tool it to, was used by God. No, no doubt. It's, or it's very obvious, very plain that Satan was a tool used by God. But Job said, the Lord gave and the Lord take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I've said it before, blessed in the giving and the taking away. So then we go, and he didn't curse God to his face. And so there's a time again, a conversation between Satan and God. And and Satan says, well, it's because, you know, you haven't touched his life or anything. He said, you you take that away, then he'll curse you to his face. So you know the account. Job had these bulls, and I don't know, more than I think just some little thing we would see. I, I believe one more bull and he would have been dead. I think that's how far Satan went but had these and he was, uh, he, he was in misery and, and, and we read about he was sitting in a pile of ashes and scraping these with a piece of potsherd and everything and, and probably inside and out. And he was in misery. Dark threads? Dark threads, yes. So what does Job say about the dark threads? In Verse 10. Well, verse 9, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thy integrity, curse God, and die? See, Job had preached God, and he'd preached to other people about God and everything. And they, now they're saying, well, Job, all these bad things happened to you, and that's what it, later we see his friends told him too. Job, all these things happened to you because you made God mad. What you've been teaching is not true. That's why these things are happening to you. So in, in verse ten, this is what Job says. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? You say, Well, you, you can't say that. What is saying? Shall we receive these gold threads in our woven in our life? Shall we not receive Dark threads as well? That's what he's saying. And they say, you you can't say that. You, You can't say that God would put these dark threads. Well, Job said it. And then what does it say about Job's statement? It says, in all this did not Job sin with his lips. So what Job said was true. It was God, so so we we take that with our with our poem. It's God that does the weaving. He's chosen the pattern from beforehand. He chooses the thread of gold and silver. He chooses the dark threads, and they're all equally important in God's plan. And uh, well, are you saying God's bad? Oh no, no, I'm not saying God's bad. Uh, I'm not a judge to even uh, to qualify to, to judge God. But so as we look at this, we look at these dark threads and, and golden threads in the weaver's hand and the stone which we have on the front of our building. And I hope you look at it often when you come in. I hope it gives you peace as this poem gave me peace and hopefully it will give you peace. But Romans 8.28 and this, this ties it all together, makes it all, it confirms all of it. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So as we look at that piece, that weaving, that piece of tapestry, God choosing the colors and the pattern and looking at the underside of it, it, it it, it doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't even resemble the pattern. We really can't see it from the dark and the underside. But we do know what? It's working together for good. And, th- and that's, what the, that's what the poem says. Uh, I was on another one. He makes no mistake. I've, got, I've carried that around for a long time, too. Brother Don introduced us to that. But it says, The dark threads are as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern... He has planned. So may that bring you peace. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.